You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. You know the thing about good food? It brings folks together from all walks of life. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I am your host, Kristen Hetzel-Go. Usually with me is Bubba Alvarez. However, today we have from the Disney Parks podcast and Disney by the Numbers, Tony Castelnova filling in. He is going to be talking about the new menu that he just checked out at PB&G, which is the pool bar and grill over at Four Seasons Orlando. If you are new to the channel on YouTube, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Also subscribe there as well. Okay, Tony, how are you doing? Good. I'm like a mini bubba. <laughs> mini Bubba. <laughs> Is that kind of like Vern Troyer was Mini Me? Yeah. There's Big Bubba and I'm Mini Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one thing I did forget to mention. We are a promotional partner with, I don't know if you've heard of this brand before, Tony, Cutwater Spirits. Ooh. They make spirits their own mixes as well as like this canned cocktails, which they will be serving at Walt Disney World. Um, they're going to have the one like this, the Bloody Mary. There's also a gin and tonic, a rum and cola, and a rum and ginger that will be available at Walt Disney World. I'm surprised they did a rum and cola because that's like so easy to, to make. Usually people want like a pina colada or a margarita, something that. It's uh huh. They have those, too. They've got, like, several, but these are the four that they're going to have available at Walt Disney World. Um, they've got a margarita. They've got, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. The margarita's fairly new, mm. but they've got, like, a whole bunch of them. There's, like, I think 10 different ones. Oh, wow. Wow. They got different flavored vodkas and all that. All their spirits and their mixers are made by them. Yeah. Well, every place in the Magic Kingdom now serves alcohol. So. There you go. Whoever would have thought that would happen? Uh, certainly not Walt. <laughs> <laughs> he would have said, no, that's a stupid idea, Mr. Iger. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, don't know. You never know. I mean. Yeah. It, it's all about the, the bling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Alcohol brings in cash. And drunk people. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> However, I've never had a problem at any of the parks with people having had too much to drink except during a food and wine festival at Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. I used to call them lawn ornaments. All the people passed out on the, the grass. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Even one time I was walking uh, past, there was a bunch of people, I guess it was near Germany. They were all, the, I don't know, five, six guys. I said to security, I said, what is that? Is that is that new lawn decorations? I said, first of all, they're on the other side of the little railing, and they're oh. on the grass, and they're passed out. He says, "Yeah, we'll have to, uh, you know, get them to move along." Oh yeah, good luck. All right, more like in a 
ambulance because I don't think they're going to get up. They're passed out. So I can't imagine having that much to drink. I mean, that that just ruins your whole day, you know? It, it's always the people that have the shirt. Oh, yeah. That they're taking off boxes. And I usually, when I see people with shirts like that, I walk the other way. <laughs> There's a lot of them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very true. Very true. So. Uh, okay. Yep. So, <laughs> we should get into discussing the new menu at PB&G. Yeah. So, uh, if anybody doesn't know, uh, there's a Four Seasons Resort at Walt Disney World. Uh, actually, this October, they're going to be celebrating their fourth anniversary, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Time it doesn't for- seem like it's been that long. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, hopefully, they'll do something. Well, maybe they'll do something for the fifth. Fourth is kind of weird. Um, so, there's multiple places to eat there. There's a really high-end Kappa uh, Steakhouse. It's a Spanish steakhouse on the uh, 16th floor. Beautiful views of Epcot. Actually, beautiful views of Walt Disney World, period. Uh, you can see most of the, all of the fireworks shows from up there, too. Um, they they have things like Wagyu beef at $30 an ounce. That's because it's real Wagyu beef instead of the stuff that, that, that we often call Wagyu beef that isn't. That's correct. This comes from a Japanese farm. It's imported, I think, weekly or every other day or something like that, according to Chef. Uh, and it's the only place, I think, in definitely in Florida that has real, authentic, not, you know, Wisconsin Wagyu, real Japanese Wagyu beef. So, uh, And then down on the first floor is my favorite place, uh, Ravello. Uh, that is, they call that a modern Italian restaurant. Because um, they do, I think, uh, put a little twist on some of the Italian favorites. Um, and it's a little on the expensive side, but if you go there and just have like a small appetizer, like the meatballs, and then you get something small, like the pizzas, you can get out for under $50. That is definitely possible there. Um, but if you order one of the entrees, yes, it's going to cost you a little bit more. So, uh, that's Ravello. Then, uh, over on their golf course, which I just found out a couple months ago. They went from public to private. It's now a private golf course. Oh. Yeah, you have to have a membership, and then you can play golf like you would at any, I guess, other, you know, Caddyshack golf course. Um, uh, so there's still that, but you can still go to the restaurant um, for lunch. Uh, actually, we're having a meetup there in August, so uh, because we like to, uh, because it's hot. <laughs> It's hot out, and that's air-conditioned. Um, so we're going to do that. And they serve, oh, I would call that Cuban-inspired food, uh, primarily. There's like a chorizo burger, you know, uh, and things like that. On the, there's lots of, uh, like, plantains, uh, guacamole, and salsa and stuff. So kind of, excuse me, Cuban-inspired. Uh, and then the last one is a pool bar and grill, and that's where we were today. Um, that's uh, PB&G for short. Uh, and this is outside, unair conditioned, no walls. Um, and this is more for the pool people. It sits in between the family pool and the adult-only pool. 
Uh, so if you're looking for something to eat uh, while you're out by the pool, you would go to PB&G. Um, you know, you can be sopping wet in your bathing suit. There's no real, there's a couple seats that have cushions, but for the most part, everything is, uh, you know, some kind of fake wood or plastic or something that it won't matter if you're uh, dripping, soaking wet in your uh, bathing suit. Uh, so there's a, there was a chef there. <laughs> chef, <laughs> chef Mikey. Chef Mikey has moved on. He's gone to another uh, hotel chain. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure what his position there is. It was, it was fun. I had a lot of fun with him all, every time we went there. He treated us well. Last time we were there, I think we only paid for our entrees. And everything else was comped off the check, which was uh, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even think the drinks were on it. It was just meals. So anybody that ordered food food got it. But he brought, he sent out uh, entrees and appetizers to taste and try. Because uh, he was always being very creative and trying different things there. Like that smoked coffee thing. <laughs> it's like, what? You're smoking coffee? Uh, we were like, what? what? What is it? And then he cold brewed it, so it would really bring out the the taste. Oh, absolutely! Best thing I ever had there. <laughs> cold brew smoked coffee. He makes the grinds, and then he smokes them for hours, so all that smoke is infused in the coffee. It's a fantastic thing. I want one of those little smoking guns to do stuff like that. That's what I'm thinking. I got a little. You know, grinder, I can grind my beans in the morning and smoke them right in the canister. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so uh, what they uh, brought out to us uh, today was this. Uh, uh, it's about one, two, three, four, five, six items. Actually, six plus the two extras. About eight items that are new to the summer menu. Um, and... When PB&G first opened, it was an interesting place because they uh, had a lot of smoked stuff. There was a lot of smoked meats. And there was, there was two sides of the menu. It was all the traditional smoked things. And then on the other side, uh, this kind of crazy kind of stuff that they did with, you know, smoking things. Uh, it was not the traditional, you know. So they were trying to give you a little... Little of both, you know, so you can order something traditional and something uh, a little uh, new age. And now they've really, uh, I, I guess, uh, been listening to their guests, and the guests are saying they want something lighter if they're at the pool, lighter, cool, uh, quench their thirst, quench their hunger. Um, so they're kind of getting away from the heavier dishes. That there's no smoked brisket or burgers or pulled pork sandwiches anymore. Uh, it's really on the lighter side. A lot of salads now. A lot of salads and sandwiches um, and burgers. I think you can get, if you really want a steak, I think they have uh, on the menu uh, something called uh, catch or, or cut. So you can either get a whole fish or you can get a piece of steak. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first thing they gave us was uh, the fruit and berries. Let me just move this bigger so I can see it since I'm blind as a bat. Um, this is uh, steel-cut oats that they're serving uh, with a bourbon vanilla granola. 
I don't know how they got the bourbon in the granola, but it was damn good. I bet. Yeah. I, I wish they would have told us how they did that, but that was good. Uh, it then also has a lunny, uh, lemon honey uh, Greek yogurt, which was also gave it a really uh, different taste. Uh, you know, like Greek yogurt kind of has a tang. Yeah. The lemon and the honey cut that. Oh, nice. Yeah. And made it a, a very nice uh, yogurt. And then there was a fresh, co- fresh shredded coconut uh, blended in as well. See, I like that because I'm not a big yogurt person because I don't like the texture. I mean, there's really no texture to it. You know, you don't need teeth to eat it. Yeah. And uh, so I like granola and like coconut flakes and fruit and that kind of stuff in my uh, yogurt. That way it's got texture to it. Right. And this had uh, blueberries and raspberries. And I think they'll they'll use whatever they can get, which is fresh. Um. Uh, what was the other thing, too? Oh, there was some golden raisins uh, mixed in with the granola, too. So that was, uh, it was a nice dish. Everybody liked that. It was a good way to start everything. Uh, a big hit was number two on the list, and that was watermelon and prosciutto. Now, everybody loves prosciutto, but when you put it with, like, watermelon, everybody loves it even more. And I don't know uh, uh, the technique they use for that, but they're calling it a pressed watermelon. So it was like they had taken the watermelon and then like compressed it because it was almost like the watermelon you can cut with a fork normally or a spoon. This was a little bit tighter. You almost needed a knife to cut through it. Which, huh. Yeah, which was weird. Uh, and they, it's like a cube and then uh, the cheese and then the prosciutto sits on top of that. Um, it was served with an herbed goat cheese, which was very tangy. Uh, and then prosciutto, uh, and then marinated blueberries and arugula. Um, and very delicious uh, plate. Uh, I kind of deconstructed mine <laughs> when I got it because I wanted to see what they did with the watermelon and what they did with the cheese and then uh, the prosciutto. Uh, I didn't have any of the berries or the arugula. I didn't scoop them off the bottom of the, the uh, bowl. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but everybody did love this. Everybody was going back for seconds on this one. So that was a good one. Uh, the next one was the seared ahi tuna. Uh, this was served with kale, cabbage, cucumber, jicama, mango, wasabi ginger cream. And this kind of took the heat away from the wasabi. And it made it this, it was almost like a foam, a wasabi uh, cream foam. And then the sesame uh, vinaigrette. And this was delicious. This was perfectly seared. Just enough brown on the outside to give it the sear. And then perfectly done on the inside. It was just perfect. Um, The crispy wontons, I think, gave this a a good texture, too. uh, Because everything else kind of blended together. Uh, The kale, the cabbage, and the cucumber, and the jicama is what the tuna is uh, served on top of. And then everything, and then the wontons went on top of that. And the wasabi ginger was actually around the oh, outside. That sounds so good. So that you can dip into it. And then the, uh, the kale and the cabbage was uh, dressed with the seasoned uh, sesame vinaigrette. That was delicious. Next up, this was, um, I don't think, a real big favorite. Um, 
because nobody was really digging into this like there were the others. Uh, it was beets and burrata. Uh, so it was cherry tomatoes, radish, uh, beech mushrooms, and a white balsamic. Um, the beets, they had uh, different kinds of ca- uh, beets. They had uh, yellow beets and candied beets. And <clears throat> they're big on these candy beets. They almost look like, uh, you know, like the starlight candy. You know, they're red yeah. and white, kind of swirly. They look like that. You're like, is that a candy on my dish? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that- it, the dish looks really pretty and very refreshing. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but I don't think people are Beats fans. I, I don't think anybody at the table was a Beat fan. And that's probably why it wasn't uh, that great. And burrata, if you've never had burrata, it's like mozzarella on the outside with almost like a ricotta uh, inside. It's, it's a soft texture on the inside with a almost like a mozzarella shell. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, if you've never had burrata. Um, it's good. It tastes just like uh, you know regular mozzarella. It cuts like mozzarella. Uh, and then the, the white balsamic on top was just perfect because if people, I guess, saw the brown, they'd be like, hey, what is that? But since this was a white balsamic, you really couldn't tell that it was covered with this balsamic. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, next was a herb citrus shrimp. And this was a hit. Everybody. But he was fighting over their shrimp. Um, this is grilled pineapple, spinach, baby kale. And somebody's got to tell me where to get baby kale. I can never find baby kale. I've never seen baby kale in the store. Well, I was at Whole Foods this weekend. Didn't see it. I, I've been to uh, Publix. I'm everywhere. Somebody's got to tell me where to get baby kale. Cause I don't get it. Maybe uh, you have to order it from Amazon. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, quinoa, red onion, cucumber, feta cheese, and a red wine of vinaigrette. Um, and I think that red wine vinaigrette also um, had uh, Parmesan Reggiano in it. So it wasn't huh. just red wine. It was red wine, Parmesan Reggiano vinaigrette. Uh, and and the, the shrimp, I think, had... I'm going to say a citrus, uh, something citrus on them, whether it was uh, like blood oranges or, or something citrus was marinated on the shrimp because they were delicious. They were fantastic. Uh, this was almost like a salad with shrimp on it. Think of it that way. You know, big salad bowl with a couple of shrimp on it. Um, it was good. Uh, and I think this is a big trend nowadays, uh, bowls, you know. Uh, stir fry bowls, beef bowls, you know, it, it, every restaurant seems to have some kind of bowl section now on their menu. Uh, and this is what they're calling a kashi bowl. Uh, this is spicy tuna poke, salmon poke, sushi rice, avocado, soy glazed mushrooms, cucumber, edamame, carrot, seaweed salad, and a spicy mayo. It looks so good. Yeah. And the mayo had a little kick. Had a little kick, and the spicy uh, tuna poke had a little kick too. But between the tuna poke and the salmon poke, they kind of counterbalance each other. One had heat, one had sweet. Uh, huh. One was done with like uh, I think more like a sesame uh, seed uh, kind of oil on it. So one was the heat, one was the sweet. 
Uh, there's a bed of rice underneath that, avocado on top of that, mushrooms on top of that. Um, and then seaweed salad sits right on top. And that was delicious. I know a lot of people go, seaweed, ooh. When it's done right, it tastes good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they did it right. Uh, this is also served with that uh, spicy mayo, which is a uh, portal heat. Um, this was a big hit, too. Uh, so what they did, too, for this event was they <laughs> they know we're food idiots uh, and media people. So, <laughs> so they brought us two bowls or, or two plates or two platters, and they call them the show bowls. You know, take all the pictures you want. And then they brought us either a family style or an individual little serving of, like, the, the kashi bowl. So that was our, you know, that was served in a small individual bowl. So if you're looking at the pictures, you may see large bowl and then us with our small bowl, uh, which it was our serving of that dish. So it was funny because we were calling, uh, you know, like the, the shrimp, uh, <clears throat> the stunt shrimp. Hey, don't eat the stunt shrimp. We need that for the picture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The shrimp were so good. Everybody's, well, is anybody eating those? We're like, no, those are the stunt shrimp. You can't eat those. Um, so it was very, that was a great idea. I like when they do that because then I don't have to fight over, you know, the family style plate, who's going to get it. You know, we passed around, everybody got their, you know, 400 pictures. Um, and then we moved on. Now, two things they, uh, I should probably pull that up, but I could probably just talk about them. Two things that, uh, were not on the list that kind of went off script a little bit. One was a BLTA. That's bacon, lettuce, tomato, avocado. And that was delicious. It was not, it was bib lettuce, which I love oh. bib lettuce. Oh, that's Very the best. Soft, buttery. Uh, and uh, that I think also had like a Parmesan uh, vinaigrette. More of the Parmesan than the red wine uh, did. And that was delicious. That, they've changed, uh, they changed bacon purveyors too. They were using um, the one that Disney used. That won't the end. Nooskies or yeah. They went from that to uh, a different vendor. Uh, they said that this one has more smoke and is a little thicker and gives the salad a little bit more crunch. Okay, fine. Bacon is bacon. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bacon good. Uh, and this was also, there was a lot of avocado on it, too. Some of the other, it's, it's almost, I think half of the dishes have avocado in them. Because, um, I don't know, that's the fruit of the day, I guess. Or the fruit of the year. Um, so it was good. Everybody really, really enjoyed that. I think that was a bigger uh, favorite than some of the other items on the menu. That I really like the looks of that salad. I mean, yeah. and there's a lot of bacon on it. You know, a lot yeah. of times when you get salads with bacon it's like just a little bit of sprinkle of bacon but right right that has nice pieces of bacon on it and it was funny because the stunt bacon there's only a, a few but when they gave us our uh you know dish to eat family style dish to eat it had a lot of bacon so they knew that we, <laughs> we were gonna dig the bacon uh and then the last thing they served us which uh shocked us uh was a lobster roll now, this used to be on the menu, oh, God, probably maybe uh, two years ago or so. And, uh, 
Um, they took it off, and now it's back, and it's back with a vengeance. It is, uh, they're using a real split-top bun they're getting from the special baker that's making them these uh, split-top buns uh, because they do really make all their bread in-house, so this, I guess, they're going outside to get because it's a specialty bread. Uh, and it is real lobster. It is no, there is no imitation. It is claws and tails. Mm. And it is delicious. Perfectly uh, like a garlic uh, uh, garlic toasted bun. Nice, uh, fresh, very light on the dressing. You know, they're using like a, a ramelade uh, uh, sauce uh, for the for the lobster. But it, it's hard to eat. Um it's hard to you know pick up and squish together and get in your mouth. Uh, so I was like eating some of the lobster off so that I can come back the sandwich and shove it in my mouth. Um, but it is a delicious sandwich. It's a little on the pricey side. It's a $36 sandwich. Wow, yeah. Yeah. But I would say you're probably getting, I, I would say probably close to a half a pound of lobster meat. That's uh, good. Yeah. I mean, if you go get... Like a half pound lobster in a store, you're going to pay a lot. And half of that is shell, and you're going to throw that out. This is all claws and tails. So. And it looks like it's mostly lobster. It's not like a lot of times when you get like a lobster salad and it's got yeah. a lot of celery or onion or other like filler Nothing. in there. there it looks nothing. like it's lobster that's yeah. been just sauced. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was good. Um, and then. Uh, they surprised us with uh, dessert, also not on the menu. So the three items they really went off script with. And when they brought it out, I knew what they were going to bring out uh, because that's what Chef Mikey was uh, had created, probably the last <laughs> legacy thing he left there. Um, oh, wow, but, this looks amazing. Yeah, so he's like, uh, uh, chef, chef was like, oh, we'll bring out this uh, dessert for you guys. And... Uh, the one that we got was better than that one. So it's a giant cutting board. Uh, and in the middle, they made these special kegs that they put uh, like a little sterno in. And it's a s'mores board. So they have all the graham cracker, all the marshmallows, the little forks, and all the chocolate, different kinds of chocolate. There's Reese's peanut butter cups. There was uh, Hershey's, all Hershey chocolate, uh, Hershey's crunch, Hershey's white chocolate. And then Hershey's uh, milk chocolate bars, and uh, it was it, it was hard to get the marshmallow toasted on a sterno because sterno is really just heat; it's not really fire, you know. So it was a little tough. Uh, we found the first time we did it that if you held it a little bit higher, you can get a good toast. The closer you got, the less your marshmallow got toasted. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, I guess the heat, you know, on a sterno, I don't know. It's higher. It comes yeah, up higher. higher. Yeah. Huh. So. I don't know, but that looks amazing. I want to see yeah, that so, next time. Yeah, everybody was taking a graham cracker and trying to see how much chocolate they could shove in it. <laughs> they could squish it down and put it in their mouth. It was quite entertaining to watch. Um but it, yeah, it, how can you go wrong? Graham cracker, marshmallow, and chocolate. Um, and then they also they uh, they offered us uh, some 
uh, dessert dessert drinks, uh, coffee, uh, cappuccinos, espresso. And then I asked, I said, hey, do you have any of the cold brew coffee? And yes, they do. So I got the cold brew coffee and um, they also serve it, uh, They well, if you want, with, uh, what did they have for syrups this time? They had caramel, vanilla, and hazelnut. So if you want to, you know, flavor up your cold brew, you can do that. And they serve them in these little containers and you can pour, you know, however much you want in your, you know, little cold brew. So, uh, it was good. I had a good time. It was a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of fun, a lot of good food. Um, have you met Nicole, the, the social media person? No, I haven't met her yet. Yeah. The next time you come down, you should. we should go over there. Well, I want to go over to PB&G when I come in July. So oh. and I'm definitely going to contact Danny and be like, hey, I'm coming into town. Yeah, you definitely should. Um, I would bring something very cool to wear since... No air conditioning. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever see me not wear something that's like cool and lightweight and perfectly meant yeah. for being in Florida? Yeah. Well, me and the heat are not friends. Well, you know, there were some crazy women walking around in like evening gowns. I'm like, uh, it's 80 degrees out. Why do you have that on around the pool area? <laughs> All right, whatever. You're like, I get if you're going to Kappa or maybe Rafello, but why would you? Yeah, well, this is yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe they had some event to go to later. Um, maybe yeah. they're trying to live like the lifestyles of the rich and famous, I guess. I guess they're trying to look the part. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, look the part, I don't have that kind of money, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also, uh, uh, people should probably also know that, uh, they have their own. I think bourbon. Yes, their own bourbon. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they get their own bourbon, flavored bourbon or whatever from Kentucky. So uh, ask for that. I, I know they have it at the lobby bar, and I think they have it also outside now at the PB&G. So if you're a bourbon drinker, maybe that's the bourbon they used on the bourbon vanilla granola. Mm. <laughs> um, it would make sense. Yeah, it definitely would. It would make a lot of sense. What else could we talk about PB&J or uh, Four Seasons? Overall, what was your what was your thoughts on the uh, menu? I liked uh, the herb citrus shrimp. I would go back for that because I, uh, I was digging that. Uh, the BLTA is another great salad. Uh, Obviously, the lobster roll. I mean, you can't go wrong with a lobster roll when it's real lobster. Those were probably my top three favorites uh, from what they served us. So, I, I listen, the, you never get a bad meal at the Four Seasons, ever. I haven't. I agree. You know, I mean, even if they served you a hot dog that fell off the floor, you would still eat it because it was delicious. <laughs> However, at Four Seasons, they would not serve you a hot dog that fell on the floor. Right. I don't even know that they have hot dogs there, <laughs> even uh, for children. <laughs> I, I don't think they do. Um, did I? T uh, I maybe I should talk about. Uh, me and John went there. We went to the lobby bar. We were just having a couple cocktails and appetizers. 
Um, it was, you know, a boy's night out because uh, Sarah, his wife, went and did a girl's night out. Uh, so we had just gone over there. We were sitting down there. We had a, a couple appetizers. We're like, why don't we just go downstairs and see if we can get a table? So I went downstairs, uh, and obviously the hostess recognized me and said, you know, I said, hey, do you have any tables? I was like, oh, yeah, we'll get something for you. Just give us a second to you know, figure something out. So I uh, went down, and we were sitting, you know, right near the kitchen in that the booth there. Okay. The ones that kind of faced the kitchen. Yeah. So as we were going to the table, uh, we stopped and, and talked to Don, who typically is the executive chef and, or the, the chef at night there. So we chit-chat with him for a little while. Uh, we went, and really we were just ordering meatballs and pizza, and that was our intent. You know, get out cheap with a good meal. So we order our meatballs, uh, and uh, a couple minutes later, uh, uh, the executive chef, Chef Fabrizio, uh, comes from the back. He's like, hey, you you didn't call me and tell me you were here. They come in the back and they say, hey, Mr. Casanova's here. And I got to find out from somebody else. You, I'm like, I didn't know I had to call you. (laughs) (laughs) So he sat down and uh, was chit-chatting for 20 25 minutes or so we were talking about you know his favorite places to eat where he goes as you know uh, a chef and he said some things i'm not going to say on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) about certain restaurants at disney springs or wherever uh that shouldn't be repeated uh but then he's like hey let me treat you uh to dessert he's like uh hey you guys like uh, limoncello well like uh well, we're not going to say no to it. <laughs> so on the menu now, they have something called the Italian job. And, you know, he makes his own stuff there. So they have like uh, typically about eight different flavors now. And they wheel out this little cart. And then if you order the Italian job, you pick three of those and that's your dessert. And they're not really light on the pour. No. no. It's pretty heavy on the pour. And then there's three of them, and it's made from grain alcohol. And you're like, well, if I'm driving home, I can't drink all of this. <laughs> I'll get in trouble. So uh, we picked a – what did I – I had uh, I had the crema. I love that. It's like a milkshake. Oh, it's my, it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Mine too. It's like a milkshake. Oh, and his is the best limoncello crema too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I had a mixed berry, which was good. It was like – High C with alcohol in it. <laughs> if that's a bad thing. <laughs> uh, and then what was the other one? Oh, he had a chocolate one. And that was good, too. It was almost, it was thick, on, too, like a, a syrup, like a Hershey syrup. I'm thinking maybe he just took the lemon, the green alcohol, and put Hershey's in it. <laughs> and let it ferment. It was delicious. Next have- time you go, you have to ask him if there is a way to buy like a gallon or a quart or something <laughs> of the crema to take home because I need that to bring back home. I, after we had it, John and I are like, I wonder if he'll just give us some to go. <laughs> Can I get a to go flask? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking the same thing. Uh, so then uh, after that, he, he, he goes in the back because uh, 
he was he was there because there was a wedding of or yeah there was a wedding for 500 people and yeah yeah, that's a lot of plates and i'm surprised he sat down for 20 minutes if there's a wedding for 500 but he's like oh no the, the, the guys know what they're doing they'll be okay they'll be okay so uh it's probably a bad italian uh interpretation so he then comes back and he goes i got something else for you and i can't remember john will have to tell us uh it, it's something, it's like a byproduct of making the limoncello. It's very floral. Uh, I mean, you put it, it's, it's, you get it near your nose, it's almost like smelling Febreze. Like, whoa, that is really floral. But it tasted delicious, and it had a lot of alcohol in it. <laughs> so, uh, and that was it. That's how we ended the night. With a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I, I, I have to have some of... Uh... Some of that limoncello. Like, yeah. Well, maybe we should go when you come down in July. Grab some pizza and meatballs. I'm telling you, it's cheap. Okay. Pizza ball. I'll, I'll even we'll even call chef and tell him we're coming. <laughs> Since apparently he wants to know when we're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rubello's got new management. Uh, there's a woman there. I think her name is Lauren. Uh, I think, well, she works nights. I'm not sure I oh, shut up. <laughs> um, oh, did I tell you we did the breakfast? The character breakfast at Ravello? Yes, you told me about that. You I said would... it was worth it. Absolutely worth it. 38 bucks, all you can eat. And there is a, think of like plancha. They fill the room in Ravello with food. And it's $38. Plus, you're getting characters. You can't go to Chef Mickey's. And have breakfast for $38? No, and Chef Mickey's is awful. Exactly. Like, it's it's great to get to see your characters dressed right. up like that. Mm-hmm. But the food quality is just... No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... I've tried it, I've tried it again, and I've tried it again. And every time I'm just like... Yeah. This is just bad. It's... Right. I wouldn't even like it's like Golden Corral, worse than Golden Corral, kind of bad. Yeah. And for the money, no, I wait in line to see Mickey and Minnie, and and that's fine. They're not wearing their chef clothes, right? Whatever then, you know. But and I don't think that they're trying to make it better. You know, I mean, everything is always the same. It's the same things. It's cooked the same way. They're just not trying to make it better. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's been like that for t- at least the past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is uh, good. And I would tell people, uh, I, I, I don't know what time it starts, but it only goes to noon. So we went at 10 o'clock and kind of uh, paced ourselves. We were going slow. We ate probably for about an hour. You know, we would eat something and then relax and go back and eat something, relax. So we were there for about an hour. And then we were kind of, I can't say done, but we were getting to the done part. Uh, but at that point, almost everybody in the restaurant left. There was about two or three tables and the characters. So the characters were like every five minutes at our table, you know, interacting with us and, you know, taking pictures and, you know, pretending to do stuff. It, 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 I was like, well, this is great. It's like my own private little character party. <laughs> you know uh and the characters are in um 
they call it like the uh, Four Seasons golf wear. You know, Mickey's got on like plaid pants and a shirt and a little, uh, you know, vest, uh, sweater vest. Uh, and the guy, the person that played Goofy was really Goofy. I mean, he was like all over the place. Nice. He was dancing with kids and, you know, he was he was just all over the place. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. And I'm, they're doing it now on Thursday mornings and Saturday mornings. And that's, you know, I was like Thursday morning. That stinks because I got work Friday morning, and you know I have to go to work. And so now that it's on Saturday morning, it's great. You know, us locals can now enjoy it. You know, so if you are in town, uh, my thing is listen. Just go to the Four Seasons, pick one of the four places to eat. You know, figure out. Go look at the menus; they're all online. Figure out what your pain point is. You know, some of them are a little bit cheaper than others. You can, um, you know, like I said, get out of Rivello fairly cheap with uh, pizza. You know, that's only 20 bucks. You know, stay away from the cocktails because those are pricey. If you want to really have fun, go up to Kappa. You know, uh, you can get everything from Wagyu to a, a cowboy steak up there, which I think is like a 40-ounce monster, you know, for two people. Well, so. and and one of the great things is is because it is on Disney property, it makes mm-hmm. it very easy for those who are, you know, they flew in, they don't have a car to get around, they right. can just call Uber and quickly, yes. you know, take a little ride over to Four Seasons, and it's not going to cost them an yeah. arm and a leg to eat somewhere that's not within, right. you know, Disney transportation. And if you don't want to do that, I think the minivans will go there too. You know, if you want to pay the twenty five bucks. Pretty you know. to minivan. Yeah, they're cute. I mean, yeah, they're cute, and they only play Disney music inside. Imagine that. <laughs> it's, it's probably serious uh, Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It wouldn't surprise me. It would be interesting if they GPSed it to, uh, you know, the different parks or resorts that it would change, you know, it would play kind of like New Orleans stuff by, you know, Port Orleans or, you know, it would play Magic Kingdom uh, things by the Magic Kingdom, uh, you know, or Fort Wilderness music when it got near the Fort Wilderness. That would be smart. I don't think they're going to do that. It's just my idea. That tree, Disney, you can use that. And don't send me a cease and desist. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Anything else we need to talk about? I think that pretty much covers it. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else about the Four Seasons. They're having a Global Wellness Day on June 9th. Uh, If you're into that, they're having yoga and some other exercise stuff. And then a uh, cooking demo uh, for lunch, which I'm going to, which is uh, by Ryan, the new executive sous chef. And that is in the Rivello, uh, like demonstration kitchen, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's cheap. I think it's only thirty-five bucks for the yeah, one. It's not much. I remember seeing it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Father's Day, they're only having uh, something over at uh, Plancha, so you can go over to Plancha stuff yourself because that's lit food. And that's because nobody ever takes Dad out. Yeah, Dad has to pay for his own meal. 
That's right. <laughs> I think Dad gets a free bourbon and cigar too. Uh, I'll have to double check on that. I'll let you know. Um, be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're thinking maybe they're they're going to change that. You know, because you get you get the buffet, and they're calling that appetizer slash buffet, and then that entree is supposed to be your entree, but nobody, nobody eats the entree in the building. Everybody takes it. You know, when we went, everybody. So they're thinking about maybe either putting some of that food, incorporating it into the buffet or lightening up the buffet so that you will actually eat the entree. Nah, I want to take the entree home. (laughs) Well, if they're going to do that, then they need to lighten up the price a little bit because that's a pretty pricey buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Probably on par with the California Grill. In price, right? I think that theirs is probably the most expensive. I, I think theirs is more expensive than the Kosi's. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. And we did we did that one, and that one is crazy too. Actually, I think they just recently stopped it. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, that's a shame because that was good. It was a weird buffet. <laughs> you sat at the table. They gave you the menu, uh, and it wasn't a regular menu. It was a brunch menu. And there was appetizers and then entrees and desserts. And they would tell you, uh, let's order appetizers. And you could order anything. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever you wanted. I was like, what? (laughs) She's like, yeah, like. Everybody order a different one, and then you'll all have, you know, there was four of us. So everybody would order something different. We'd have four different uh, appetizers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to the uh, uh, entrees, and she's like, same thing. You can uh, eat. You can order two. Like, if you want to try that, you want to try that, order both. I'm like, is this a cruise ship? (laughs) (laughs) You know, am I being punked? (laughs) Um, and then here was the other weird thing. After all of that, she's like, uh, after we had dessert, she's like, hey, do you want to take an entree home? I'm like, what? I can have something to go? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have that to go. I'll have that for lunch tomorrow. Right? So that was really weird because normally at a brunch, you don't get to take things home. Right? No, you have to like sneak in your own Tupperware if that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually an all you can eat means you eat it there, not you take some of it home and eat it. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, oh. yeah. So they stopped that, and apparently it was probably because they were spending a ton of money on food all of a sudden. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So, all right, that's it. That's all I got. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Tony. We appreciate it. Um, Those of you who have downloaded this show or you're watching on YouTube, thanks so much. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do. We are part of the We Be Geeks Network, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, stream us on Stitcher, and as I said, you can watch it right here on YouTube. Um, Be sure to like, subscribe to our feeds, tell your friends about it. Um, on iTunes, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and review. 
as always, if you have any questions, comments, uh, topics you would like for us to discuss, you can always email us at podcast at dining at Disney.com. If you'd like to help out our show, put a little money in that tip jar. You can click on one of the affiliate links. We have Garden Grocer, the Disney Store, and Jelly Belly. Also, Amazon, so you can pick up uh, Tony Castelnova's book, as well as his uh, co-host, John Donahue, has a book. Those are both available. You can find them on the DiningAtDisney.com website. Patreon, we are part of that. If you'd like to support the show that way, of course, you'll get a little something in return. Um, hopefully, next time, Bubba will be with us. Uh, Tony, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. Uh, first place is DisneyByTheNumbers.com. So that's uh, kind of home of Disney facts. Uh, everything starts with a number. Uh, and it's everything about Disney World, Disneyland, uh, and other parks. Uh, and then we do a podcast, Disney Parks Podcast. That's three times a week now, I think. <laughs> I don't even know. I just record for hours, and then somebody else chops it up. Uh, yeah, so DisneyParksPodcast.com. Uh, we have a show on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So every other day, we give you a break on Tuesday and Thursday, so you don't have to listen to us. That's it. That's where you can find me. And Dining at Disney, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Periscope, and, of course, YouTube. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Until next time, bon appetit. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.